Boys are back in town. Everybody's back at TSN for for Trade Center today. It's going to be good to run into everybody. What a day today is. It's so much fun, and I'm watching the monitors here. Trade Center just kicking off a little Bruce Boudreaux montage. No way. Brucey, oh, Bruce, there Trade it is. Trade Center brought to you by FanDuel. Let's we go. We should have played Hoop. There it is. In honor of Bruce Boudreaux being here. I do love Bruce Boudreaux. His candor, just how open he is with his thoughts on yeah. the Toronto Maple Leafs. You heard an overdrive. You can watch it on TSN4 today. Huge day. Like free donuts, courtesy of our man Cheese. Yeah. What is your go-to Tim Hortons donut? Right here. Double chocolate, buddy. Double chocolate. Yep. Usually mine's apple fritter, but today I've gone with a sour cream glazed. Really? Mm-hmm. And that I think the name sour cream glazed gets is like a bad name for it. Like sour cream is a different connotation than what you're getting with this donut. It's just very inaccurate. So I encourage Tim Hortons to figure that out. Also, free coffee here. At TSN, which has never happened before. You I've worked here for twelve and a, for 11 and a half years. <laughs> never seen free coffee. But Trade Center, a very special day. For a number of reasons, of course. The television broadcast going on right now. You can watch it all across the TSN network. And here at TSN 1050, where we've got all-day coverage. It's us here on First Up. Taddy and Festchuck, the dynamic duo from 10 to noon. Followed by Al's brother and Juliet to Sherry. Matthew Cause and Overdrive. So we are locked and loaded, and hopefully, Coco, we got some big deals to react to. Although there's been so much action so far, and I think that's a good thing, honestly. I'd much rather have two weeks of great content as opposed to one day of great content. But to expect fireworks today seems a little bit unlikely. Well, the to think that there's been 40, 41 trades, maybe 42 now with the Benino one this morning, leading up to this point... I mean, it's 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 pretty astonishing to think that that's how many we've seen. And and credit to the GMs, credit to everybody involved, because this is something we've been begging for, begging for. Give us trades. People want to see trades. Look how much buzz. Look how much excitement it's created in the hockey world. Let alone the you know the the fan bases and obviously the the teams that are involved. So regardless of what we see today, there's going to be a lot of. Um, you know, analysis. There's going to be a lot of dissecting of yeah. all the trades. I still think you're going to see somewhere between 10 and 20 trades. You won't see probably the big ones that we've seen so far, but some minor ones. We'll, we'll get some stuff to talk about. And if there's not, we got a ton of stuff oh. that we've come up with to give us some good talking points. Well, we talked about the Toronto Maple Leafs who have made so many moves, more so than anybody else. They are wheeling and dealing. Trader Kyle has been operating at full efficiency for many weeks now, and we saw all six of the players that he acquired for the Maple Leafs in action last night against Calgary. The Leafs were following up a very poor performance the night before against Edmonton, and we know how well Toronto has responded following losses. Seven straight wins heading into last night following a loss. They made it eight after a 2-1 win over the Calgary Flames. We saw the human eraser, Luke Shen, make mm-hmm. his Maple Leafs debut. And the Toronto Maple Leafs Instagram account tweeted out something like, he has the passion. Yeah. Like, and the passion. <laughs> he won the belt last night. He, he, got he the did belt. win the belt, and deservedly so. I mean, it's his first game with the Leafs. Ryan O'Reilly had won the belt previously. I don't know if they gave it to like McCabe or Lafferty. I guess their first game was against 
the Oilers, right? So yes. I don't think I don't think the belt was given out. But yeah, no, it wasn't given out last game. Um, I believe Ryan O'Reilly has yeah. received it. No, Noel Chari has received. Oh, it. that's right. Cookie did Cookie. did get did get the yeah. belt. And I think there were a number of players last night who were deserving of the belt. I mean, Mitch Marner probably at the top of the list. He was outstanding once again. And I think Joseph Wall had a nice night. He did allowing just one goal against a he tough did. Calgary team. But I think as a whole, the Toronto Maple Leafs collectively came together last night and played the style of hockey, the brand of hockey, that they need to have success in the postseason and win around, win multiple rounds. Like, if they play that grinded-out, playoff-style, tenacious forecheck, really quality defensive style of hockey, again, allowing just five shots in the third period, they're going to win a lot of hockey games. And... Maybe that's exactly the mold that Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe had envisioned when they made all these moves heading into the deadline to play the way they did last night. And again, it's just one game. Just like the night before was just one game. Last night was just one game, but they beat a really quality opponent on the road, second half of a back-to-back against a team that was rested and very, very hungry for a win because that's a team that is in a precarious spot. So, shout out to the Leafs. Really impressive stuff. Yeah, it was really impressive. And this is why, you know, we, we encourage not to overreact over every win and every loss because it, everybody fully admitted that the loss in, in, in Edmonton was inexcusable. The fact that they didn't even show up to play and um, it was such a. Um, you know, uh, it, it was a game that no was effort, one man. It was terrible. It was one sided with Edmonton and mostly led by McDavid, as he's the guy who who sort of um, got things started and and basically dragged his whole team into the fight with him. Uh, the Leafs had no response, and the sign of a good team is knowing when you play that bad, you follow it up the next night and you find a way to get a win and. You know, they could have made all the excuses in the world. The backup goaltender in, the back-to-back, you know, playing against a team that's more hungry than us. Ultimately, if you saw that third period and went back and watched it again, it was a clinic that the Leafs put on defensively. They got the 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 the, um, the go-ahead goal, and they found a way to lock it down, and that's what you want to see out of a team that's transitioning new players in, that's trying to dial itself in to the through the stretch run here leading into the playoffs, knowing that, hey, Tampa Bay lost again last night. Yep. You know, they, they lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Tampa Bay lost. That's their third They're game not playing a, well right now. Their third They're not game playing in a row well. that they've lost at home, which is surprising because they've, they've been so dominant at home uh, this season. They've given themselves now a five-point cushion over Tampa Bay to allow themselves to have those games and experiment with new things. Look, at the end of the day, I think with... With 20 games remaining, there's exactly 20 games remaining after that Calgary game. You're not going to play 20 perfect games. You're not going to win all 20 games. But what you want to see is a level of compete. You want to see the process continue to play out. You want to see Sheldon Keefe continue to tinker to find the right combinations. And we saw a little bit last night. Most of it was, was, was because of the way they, they dressed their lineup. They went with 11 forwards and 7D. So Your favorite, see, 7D. No, the thing I hate the most. But In <laughs> um, a night like last night, it was understandable because you, you had two guys on the back end that were going that did that did travel that hadn't played in a while that are playing on a new team especially Luke Shen the guy didn't play in over two and a half weeks because of trade related reasons. reasons and so 
both uh, asserted themselves very nicely. Uh, you know, it was a tough shift for Philip. Or, um, oh, see, uh, I know, yeah, I know, I got, got you head. doing it. You got my Eric Gustafson. Yeah, it, the Leafs have to trade him. Yeah. They got to get rid of this guy. It's it's too difficult. Philip Gustafson, Eric Gustafson, Jonas Gustafson. Yeah. Eric, I'm sorry, yeah. but you are the odd man out. Yeah. I think as far as, uh, I, as, far I, as I'm concerned, you know, it was, again, it was a tough first shift for him in a no new kidding. team. You know, not a shorthanded goal given up. But I thought for the rest of the game, he's a guy that I didn't know was. Um, that good of a skater. He's a guy that I didn't know that had a little bit of compete in him, which I saw a little bit last night. Um, but, you know, I thought he he asserted himself nicely as the game went on in a tough situation because it's tough to get into a rhythm with seven defensemen. Luke Shen does what Luke Beast. Shen does. I love Luke Shen. And he's going to become a fan <laughs> favorite here as long as he plays that Dude, the way that he is. Just imagine first game back at Scotiabank Arena. At number three, left to right defense. Number two, Luke Shen, the crowd. Everyone just goes insane. It's going to be electric. Are you not passion right now? Passionate. <laughs> passionate. Yes. yes. Passionate. Man, this guy's awesome. And we'll play some clips from the first intermission where Luke Shen was Speaking to Mark Masters, and you relayed your conversations with Luke Shen over the last couple of days, just how incredibly happy and honored he is to be back with the Leafs. Yeah. And the first go-round with Shen, I mean, you were on that team when he was drafted. You remember him as a rookie. All the hype coming in, this was completely out of control. It's like, yeah. Luke Shen should wear the C at 19. Well, no, it's funny because in preseason, it was like the last preseason game. It was at home, and we went to penalty shots. Um, and... They were, they were looking for a third shooter, and I was on the bench, and I was pointing to Ron Wilson. I'm like, let the kid go. Let the kid go. And everybody was jumping on board, too. Yeah, let's go, Luke. You get out there. So basically, we made the call as yeah. players. Hey, Luke, you're Force going. His hand. He went out there, and he scored. <laughs> he, like, deep the goal, you We're like, holy crap, this kid's got it. And he was never drafted as the, like to be an offensive Not at defenseman. all. But he had the hands, he had this, and, it, and I think that actually earned him a contract. The Luke Shen draft, was that Stamkos going first overall? It was Stamkos, Petrangelo in that draft? Doughty, Petrangelo, wow. Bogosian, and Shen. Wow. Yeah, Shen was number five, yeah. so it was, it was Stamkos, Doughty, Bogosian, Petrangelo, and Shen. Yeah, I think all those guys are still in the mix here. I mean, Bogosian's on the top pair with Tampa, yeah. playing with... With yeah, Victor Hedman to Atlanta that year. Yeah, that's right. Wow, Atlanta. Yeah. Man, you've been you've been alive for a long time. <laughs> you've, been alive. you've been you've been part of professional hockey for a long time. Uh, as is Luke uh, Shen. I mean, fifteen so years. We've got the uh, Trade Center um, TV feed up here in the studio, and they're right now they're showing the Trade Bakers panel. Did you see who the sponsor in the background? Yeah, is? Golf Town. Nice. It looks like every panel has a different sponsorship, and I don't know who the Viewpoint panel. Is sponsored by yeah. maybe the Niner Diner. They'll just bring soups by. <laughs> that would be a great sponsorship nice. for you. You'll be part of the Beef Viewpoint Panels. Oh, my Beef goodness. I hope they have a special trade deadline soup. That would be yeah. great here at TSN. But uh, you'll be part of the Viewpoint Panel. I know Brian Hayes is the host of it. Frankie Corrado is part of it as well. So it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Um, well, I'm, I'm loving doing this job right now until 10 a.m., but 10 a.m. comes around, I'll be watching TV for the rest of the day. And hopefully we get some movement, and hopefully Trader Kyle keeps it going. I mean, is is Justin Hall going to be a Maple Leaf by 3 o'clock? Give us one more. Is Eric Gustafson going to be a Maple Leaf by 3 o'clock? I think 
Like with Gustafson in particular, he has a unique skill set in that he can run a power play. Yeah. He's a guy who could easily quarterback any power play yeah. in the NHL. And and I just don't see him playing in the line. Everybody's no. healthy. He's, I don't see him as a guy Me either. you're trying to get into the lineup because who's he taking out? But at the same time, I guess that's not hurt. taking out your doesn't, doesn't You're not hurt taking out Brody. You're not taking out McCabe. You're not taking out um, Riley. Like it just, or Lilligren even. Lilligren. I guess he did for last night, but that's not going to happen. Well, Lilligren last night because you know he had the hit the night before, and this was a game to get two new guys in. So, yeah. Um, speak, we're about to go to break here, but I'm staring at your donut. And <laughs> yes. you said it was sour cream glaze. Yeah. Oh, uh, a couple of texts coming in. 10.50.50. Yeah. Apple fritter in the microwave, 13 seconds. It's a little too long. I'm more of an 11-second guy, apple fritter, but shout out to that texter. Honey Kruther. Honey Kruller, the go-to donut. Honey Kruller is like literally it's air. Like yeah. you, if you like squeeze a Honey Kruller, it's like breaks up into like a little timber. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. No, either, we need but, more uh, substance. Sorry. A text coming in from our boy Jonathan Butcher. Oh, nice. Sour cream glazed is elite Hall of Fame donut, and he is elite as a man and as a butcher and as a butcher. For uh, sure. Andrew Raycroft, an elite guest coming up in about 20 minutes time from Boston. We'll talk about everything that happened with the Bruins and his thoughts on the Maple Leafs in goal. The level of trust he has in Samsonov and Matt Murray. Is he ever coming back? Maybe he plays on Saturday against Vancouver. I think that would be a good spot for Matt That's Murray. That's what's being speculated. Ooh, that would be a fascinating spot. They started Joseph Wall last night. He was really good in the Leafs. 2-1 win over the Calgary Flames. So we'll get into that. And we'll also have to discuss how TSN won't even let me open my, my photo shoot pictures that I took last week here at TSN. What does that say about my pictures? Perhaps they Not are the heinous. Best. Perhaps they are heinous. They're like, <laughs> no, wow. Give us, give us the other sound clip. You know, that, it's not, clip. it's not the toilet flush. Give guys. me this other These are professional clip. pictures. Like, it's not that bad, but why <laughs> won't oh, there it is? Yeah. That's why they're flushing. That's, that's why they're flushing. Man, that's a very visceral sound. Like you really like hear the flush. <laughs> you hear it going around there. That's yeah. not good. Anyways, <laughs> Raycroft is coming up. We'll talk to John Scott and Bryce. Salvador, what a show Sal. concocted by our man Cheese. And we'll get to more with the latest on the trade deadline here on TSN 1050. This is First Up. Yes. Yes. Super Tramp, the logical song here on First Up. If you're listening to the trade deadline edition of the program, we've got all day coverage here on TSN 1050. Trade Center Up. Brought to you by FanDuel, by the way. Shout out to FanDuel. Oh, nice. The title sponsor of Trade Center. You see Duthie, Dave Poulin, Cheryl Pounder, the O-Dog, who was with us about an hour ago, and Brucey Boudreaux. Gabby. Gabby. That's what they call him. That's his nickname? Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's doing his thing on the panel, and it's going to be a great day. A great day. I don't know about a lot of action, but a lot of intriguing we'll get, conversation. We'll, we'll, we'll get enough for us to talk about. There better That's be. That's all that matters. Well, last year, there was just so much that went on, and I should note... 15 of the last 18 Stanley Cup champions did make a trade on deadline day. So if you're Kyle Dubas in the Maple Leafs, you better do something. Right. Hey, uh, you want our minor leaguer for a seventh-round pick? At least that would factor you into a conversation. And, that, and I guess that stipulation, the 15 of the last 18. But obviously that doesn't necessarily mean much. But it's going to be a, a very fascinating day. We've seen it a very fascinating couple of weeks where just massive moves made mostly by teams in the Eastern Conference, right? We know what Boston's done. They bring in Orlov, Hathaway, Tyler Bertuzzi yesterday. They signed David Pasternak. Tons of movement. The Maple Leafs with O'Reilly, Achari, Lafferty, McCabe. 
Eric Gustafson and Luke Shen, both of whom made their debuts last night. We know everything that the Tampa Bay Lightning have done. They bring in Tanner Janot. My guess is they've got something cooking today as well, perhaps on the back end. Well, they they opened up $2.5 million in cap space by trading out Nemestikov yep. two days ago. Well, they got that Mikey Asimont kid from yeah, San Jose. Asimont. Yes. He's on a... He's on a uh, entry level deal probably makes eight hundred grand. Like a so fourth line player probably for them. And right, it's a, it's a depth piece, but they probably did that because they wanted to clear the cap space out for whatever move they might look at making today. I don't know what it is. There's rumors of Joel Edmondson mm. maybe being in and going to fill the back end. Tough to say, but I think with the way Tampa has played the last two games, losing to Florida on home ice, losing to Pittsburgh on home ice. You'd have to think that they're probably looking to make another move today. What that move is, couldn't really tell you. Yeah, and you look at the top of the trade bait list, James Van Riemsdyk, number one, Brock Besser, number two, the aforementioned Edmondson, number three, then you have Kulikov and Klingberg out of Anaheim, a couple of D-men, and then you have JT Miller, and we had Dreger on top of the 7 o'clock hour, and he doesn't seem to think JT Miller is going to be moved today, but everything could change, right? A team like Pittsburgh... Who did trade for Granland out of Nashville? He'll play probably third line center behind Crosby and Malkin. But Pittsburgh has been a team that's wheeled and dealed in the past on deadline day. Seemingly they're always in the mix to do something. And their spot in the Eastern Conference is far from secure. I mean, they haven't locked up a playoff spot, but I think it's pretty safe to say they will get in. And if they do get in, I mean, you have Crosby and Malkin. I mean,. Who knows what could transpire? Maybe right. they turn back the clock and do their thing like they had in past years. But I don't think you want to get overconfident either if you're Pittsburgh. I mean, like they're not winning the Stanley Cup as currently composed. So are you really going to go out and trade all yeah, but, your pieces here, here's what for I a want. rental? Like here's it never, what never I want made to present sense. To you. Everybody wants to give the Boston Bruins their flowers, and they deserve it. They set the record yesterday for the fastest team to get to 100 points. With their eight one or was it seven one seven one yeah seven one win against the the Buffalo Sabers, hundred points in sixty one games. What if the Boston Bruins get the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round of the playoffs? Boston should beat them because they're just better on paper, way better on paper. But if Pittsburgh got Crosby, Malkin, Latang, like they got the you know the band yeah, there, they like, do. If they go out and make another big move today. I don't know what it could be that can make it. Maybe they find an upgrade in that because their goaltending has been way below average this year with Jari and DeSmith. Now, I, I wouldn't put my money on, t- on Pittsburgh beating them, but that's why you play the games. And are the Islanders could be something that could pose maybe some problems. Maybe it's the Ottawa Senators. I mean, maybe, yeah, but you have, like, you have Sorokin in goal. Could he not steal games for the yeah. Islanders against any team, even the Boston Bruins? Absolutely. There's no guarantees. This is not the NBA where it's so rare that no, but a top again, team I was gets focusing on the Pittsburgh Penguins yes. because, you know, you talk about all the pedigree that team has of, you know, winning in the playoffs and and guys that have that, that know when to win when it, when it counts the most. Now, granted, they haven't won a playoff round since their last playoff or since their last Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup run. So they're they're en route to be on the same path as the Maple Leafs the way they're going right now with no no playoff victories. But you just never know. Like you never know if they can turn it. Like they they went into Tampa last night and got a road win. A place where Tampa doesn't lose many games. Not at all. And it sounds like they brought back Nick Benino, who was part of those Stanley Cup teams 
earlier this morning in a trade. So we'll see how it plays out with the Pens. Uh, we've seen how it's played out with the New York Rangers. A couple of massive acquisitions for them ahead of the deadline. Tarasenko they bring in from the St. Louis Blues, and Patrick Kane acquired from the Chicago Blackhawks, both of whom played last night for the Rangers. Didn't matter when you have the Ottawa Senators, Jacob Chikrin's Ottawa Senators on the other side. And that was a great game. I was dialed into that one prior to the Maple Leafs game starting. We'll get back to the Leafs with Andrew Raycroft in about 10 minutes. That was, that was a really entertaining game. There was so much hype heading into it. It was Kane's debut with the Rangers at MSG. It was Chikrin's debut with Ottawa following the big deal with Arizona. And Ottawa goes in there, and their big boys continue to produce. Giroux, Stutzla, Dabrinkit, Brady Kachuk. Like they, these guys are coming up big in the biggest moments right now for the Sens, and they're getting some big saves, and I, I really like what they've done here. And I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I think they still need to. Don't count them out. I'm not counting them out. I don't know what the percentages are, maybe 25% yeah. that they could get What if in. Ottawa goes out and makes another move today? Well, I guess that anything's possible. Maybe more what depth. What if they go get Klingberg? Mm, well, that was the rumor, right? That or it, they get, like, Kulikov, who's another defense. Or they get Edmondson. It's not going to cost that much at no. this point, is it? I mean, like maybe like a second or third round pick to bring in one of these guys. Go for it. Let's see it. If you're Pierre Dorian and you watched your team go into New York last night where all the attention was on the Rangers and Patrick Kane in showtime on the big stage and your team walked out of, with a victory the way they did, I'm going out today and making another move if I'm Pierre Dorian. Why not? What do you got to lose? This team's telling you that they want to go for a playoff run. Go out and do it. You know what the most interesting part is of Ottawa? Their next two games, I believe, are against Columbus and Chicago. Correct. You win those two. And you could again, be talking about a playoff You don't want to put spot. the cart before the horse. But, yeah, you win those two, and Ottawa would be right there. They're probably in the playoffs, honestly, right. at least by points percentage. So there's something to be said about the centers. Very exciting times there. Yeah. And, I mean, it's been exciting all year long in Boston. And that's where we'll go on the other side. So you got something to say? I was going to say, a team maybe I expect to be busy today is the, maybe the Arizona Coyotes. They oh, might God. just acquire more dead money. <laughs> is your contract available for trade? I wish. Yeah, we'll get to the Coyotes. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk about that with Andrew Raycroft, who played a long time in the NHL, and what the Arizona Coyotes do. Not only this year, they traded for Jake Voracek's contract yesterday, traded for Shea Weber's contract last week, just to get to the salary cap floor and... Gary Bettman and the NHL are worried about salary cap circumvention with LTIR players. Yeah. Maybe they should look in a different direction. They're playing in an arena with 5,000 seats. Voracek. And they're being asked to spend $60 million. Do the math. That doesn't add up. You're going to lose money. So how do you blame them for doing this? Well, this, is, this, is, this is all the NHL's fault. It's amateur is what it how is. How do they let this happen? It's completely amateur, and it's not a professional National League-type situation with Arizona. So we'll get into that. Andrew Raycroft will join us on the other side. We'll also talk to John Scott and Bryce Salvador as the trade deadline program continues here on First Up. This is TSN 1050. We are giving away a pair of Raptors tickets. Listen to each hour of the First Up podcast for a clue to the identity of a former or current Raptors player. Once you have all the clues and you know the identity of the player, you'll have until the end of the day to enter at tsn1050.ca for your chance to win the tickets. Here is your clue. The third clue in our Reveal That Raptor contest. This mystery rap played for six different teams in his NBA career. 
Quest Friday continues here on TSN 1050. This is Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. A request from Dean in Etobicoke. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, they've had a number of players come and go over the last couple of weeks. We saw all six in the lineup last night. A 2-1 win over the Calgary Flames. And with regards to the Arizona Coyotes, they're not bringing any salaries. They're just trading people out. And the only... Players they bring in are those who have been retired or will retire, like Shea Weber and Jacob Voracek. And maybe our next guest, Andrew Raycroft, longtime NHL goaltender, who at one point in time was making some big cash in the National Hockey League. Andrew, good morning. Can you confirm that you have been traded to the Arizona Coyotes? (laughs) Might as well at this point, what they're doing down there. You might as well throw me on the rock and really make a mockery of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, just just throw me a contract, give it a million yeah, bucks, jersey, put me on LTIR yeah, as LT- much as you want, it's, it's well, good to go. I'm looking at this right now. 57% of the salary cap of Arizona is pseudo-retirements, cap retention, or contract dumps. Yeah. Like That is just uh, egregious, to say the least. Yeah, but, and- Go ahead. And when players complain about money in escrow, like, let's look at, right at that, right? Like, yeah. that's coming out of HRR, like the 51%. That, it's, it's, uh, it's skirting the system. But anyways. Anyways, exactly. And you, you, you try not to focus on it too much. And, we're, again, we're joined by Andrew Raycroft, longtime NHL. He covers the Boston Bruins for Ness and the host of the Morning Brew podcast. Let's talk about the team that you cover, Andrew. And the Boston Bruins, I mean, what a season. They get to 100 points quicker than anybody in National Hockey League history yesterday. And now, all of a sudden, they're the most active team heading into the deadline. They signed Pasternak to that huge deal. They trade for Tyler Bertuzzi. But there's a lot of people this morning who are wondering, Felino, Hall, Brad Marchand, all banged up now. Any insight into what's going on injury-wise with the Bruins? Um, not, not too much insight on Brad Marchand yet. I don't think that one was as serious as the Felino for sure. Uh, seen on crutches the last couple days. And then Taylor Hall going to look for a second opinion, but left the trip early. Anytime someone leaves the trip early, you can say, wow, maybe it's not. That usually means it's, it's a few weeks. So Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno have been so important in the middle six, bottom six for this team, the depth for this team. Uh, obviously, the Bruins can survive a few weeks with, without basically anybody at this point, um, <laughs> but certainly come April 15th. Those two players will be vital for the success of this team. So there is some concern there. Uh, I think that's why you see Tyler Bertuzzi get into the mix real quickly. Uh, and, and that was the other good news for the Bruins is that it happened this week and not two weeks from now where you can't replenish those guys. The, I loved reading your text yesterday when they acquired Bertuzzi. The dawn strikes again because <laughs> it, it's, it's so true. Like, I mean, as good as this Boston Bruins team is, to think that they got better with the trades that they made is just, uh, it, it's crazy to think. And, and Razor, just like, I had zero expectations for this Bruins team coming into this season. I'm curious to know how you felt about them and how, like, what is it about this team that makes them so great? Well, expectation-wise, there was the the unknown of not having McAvoy, Marshawn, and Grizzly in your lineup for what could have been and what new the coach was, and new coach over two months. Um, that that was the real unknown. I always I will not 
bet against a Patrice Bergeron team ever. Uh, I think what he does and his ability to have, I mean, the way he plays on the ice, of course, but just the, the culture and, and what he has built in this dressing room, what they have built in this dressing room, I figured they would be still in the mix. I, I, I had them that four or five seed. No chance did we think they'd go on this kind of run. No chance did uh, did I really think that they would challenge for a President's Cup at that point. So they, they've shocked everybody. Linus Allmark taking the step he has. Hampus Lindholm taking the step he has. And, and you bring up the coach. Uh, what Jim Montgomery has done as... And obviously, Bruce Cassie has an amazing reputation, what he did here for the Bruins, but Jim Montgomery was the perfect switch-off communication-wise, uh, the ability to, to get everybody on the same page, and we continually see that on a daily basis. It's, uh, it's a special team and a special group of guys that are leaning into it now. They've leaned into it since about right around the holiday season when things were really cooking. They didn't say, well, we're just playing day-to-day. They, all right, we, want, we need to win the Stanley Cup. We know this is all for show. This is all the record. We can do whatever we want right now. If we don't win the last one, none of this matters. We recognize that, and it's still all about the process for us. We're in conversation with Andrew Raycroft, longtime NHL goer, now a contributor to Nesson, the host of the Morning Brew podcast, which we encourage you to check out. If you want to hear Bruins talk, that's the place. So the Leaf fans, Andrew, I'm sure you could imagine. Want to hear a lot of Leafs talking. Why don't we talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs, who did pick up a 2-1 win last night against the Calgary Flames. When you think about it from a Boston vantage point, is Toronto a team that would scare you if you ran up against them in the playoffs? Would it be more about Tampa? Like if the Bruins, do you think, in your mind, had to pick a winner, and Boston's still got to win their first-round series, between Toronto and Tampa, who would be of more concern? Uh, Good question. I, I, I mean, you have. To, I kind of lean with Vasilevsky always in this situation. Um, that guy's the X factor. There was no question last season that I thought, and there was a lot of belief that Carolina was a better matchup than the Toronto Maple Leafs with with their power and the offense last season. I think with Ryan O'Reilly, they know Nolachari very well here. I think that is those are two really big additions that would line up better, and so. So I think it's more of a pick 'em. I don't think they would really favor the Tampa Bay Lightning like they like they might have a few years ago. So the moves Toronto's made, if if all of those pieces come together, uh, they feel like a harder team to play against, and I think the Bruins see it that way as well. Any trade deadline stories that you can share with us? Of course, Carlo has told us many. That day can be a very stressful one, depending on where you're Always standing. Packing extra heavy. Yeah, exactly. What what was uh, maybe a story or two from your career, Andrew? Well, I mean, I'm sure Coco. Uh, did you talk about the one in Florida, Carlo, where everyone was running through the lobbies, and and then Hal, my buddy Hal Gill, got traded to Pittsburgh. So that was what oh eight, yeah, 2008 in Toronto. I that think I was, got I think I got wild. traded early on in that season though. Okay, so yeah, so you just missed that. That we were in Fort Lauderdale and it was it was pandemonium with the media in the in the lobbies and and Hal getting dealt and he was sick, so I had to grab all his stuff for him. <laughs> and I, as always, I was taking care of the big fella on the road. Uh, so so that one really stands out as, as chaotic because at that point in the season, uh, it wasn't good and and. As you guys know in Toronto, it's always it's always a hundred times everywhere yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I, I don't know how you felt about this day, you know, as a player. I always was excited about it. I actually was hoping that we never played on this day because I just wanted to tune in and see, you know, what our team was doing and what the rest of the league was doing. But are, do you get even more excited about this day not playing the game? Like, how do, how do you feel about this day in general? Uh, no, the, no, because I in 2004 when, when I was here with Boston, uh, we traded for Sergey Gonchar and Michael Nylander on the deadline. And I... The, the excitement that that brought, the feeling that you get on these days, and it's not so much just this day, it's basically the entire week now, but these teams that have made moves and have really, like the excitement you get for the last month of the season, but also knowing you are actually going to compete for the Stanley Cup. The NHL is such a different league over the next couple weeks between the teams that are basically just grinding out the last three paychecks and the teams that really think that they're going to win the Stanley Cup. That that feeling that you have as an NHL hockey player that you really believe you could win a Stanley Cup is is like nothing else, and it's one that you get, I think, solidified on trade deadline days. So uh, nowhere near the juice for me today. I'll be on the phone and doing some stuff, but the excitement you get when your team lands a big player and really proves to you and the group that, they believe in you is is a feeling that that's that's pretty special yeah i remember those years when you're playing i was i had played on a couple of good teams in st louis you make that big acquisition you're like all right we're going on this push right now take our game to another level because the season can be long right i mean the middle part of the season you're just trying to grind by you're hearing all the stuff that's being said and social media wasn't even close to what it is today when we <laughs> played uh so you can imagine all the stuff that was being said but I I loved it. I still love it. It's uh, you know I've been v- very vocal about more trades in the NHL. The NHL needs more of it. I mean, considering how many we've seen right now, it's just great for the game. I mean, it's what drives people's attention. It's what drives fan bases. It's even what drives teams. Like for sure, people love it. They do. And there was a, there was a different buzz in the garden last night going into the rink just after the, what the Bruins did on the West Coast trip and. That's going to be the same in all the rinks that, that teams have made deals and everyone starts making their playoff ticket purchases and they make their plans to, to be at games one or game three. And, and yeah, it, it's, it's been great. Listen, we, we were concerned. Everyone's concerned. I'm, I'm so thankful that the most of the league executives have taken the, the Tampa Bay, the Brisewaugh. Uh, model or or plan of getting rid of all their draft picks. Yeah. You can win a Stanley Cup. Get rid of all the draft picks. Yeah. Trade them all. Let's get some players in here. Let's get some action. And the more roster players you can have, don't worry about a 2025 20, second round draft pick if you have a chance to win a Stanley Cup right now. So it is exciting, and, it, and I'm, I'm, it's been great for the league the last ten days. There's no question the 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 juice that they've gotten even down here in the United States has been. Uh, noticeable. You're well, all the game. I, I love it, and uh, it's going to be an interesting day. I don't know if Toronto or Boston will be overly active today, but, I mean, they've done a ton of work leading up to the deadline, 
And if and when the Leafs meet in round two, Andrew, Carlo and I, we're coming to Boston. Maybe we'll have a couple pints at the Bell in Hand, in Hand Tavern, oldest bar in Boston. Yep. I've never been there, but really? I've heard about it. Um, so okay. we'll see if we can make that happen. Of course, a big homecoming for you uh, Let's back get to Toronto. There first. Let's it's get there first. Unfamiliar territory. Same, I mean, for you know, Boston's got to get there first, too. 100 points is great. April 30th. April 30th, fellas. We can probably put it right on the calendar. Right. Game one down here. The weather right. will be perfect. I'm in. Bell in Hand Tavern. Live remote. First stop. Maybe uh, we'll get Andrew's podcast part of it as well. So uh, thank you for doing this. He is Andrew Raycroft, Nesson Studio Analyst, longtime NHL goalie. Have yourself a good day. You too, guys. Thanks a lot. See you, pal. All right, Andrew Raycroft. Great story about Hal Gill. Legend. Oh, yeah. In the National Hockey As he was talking about it, I actually do remember that. it, It was... 2007, 2008, I was traded 2008, 2009. I remember we were bad that year, and that was the year that Halga got traded to Pittsburgh. They won the Stanley Cup that year, or they went to the Stanley Cup final that year and won it the next year. But I do remember that lobby in Florida, and he was sick as a dog. And I remember uh, he was basically saying, I can't believe I just got traded. I don't want to leave my bed, <laughs> like because that's how sick. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go down to the lobby, lobby and Steve the Simmons is there. Not just like, that. Oh. He has to jump on a plane. Yeah, too. That's tough. That's Imagine tough. these days, you ain't jumping on a plane. Well, I guess you probably could. There's no testing through. anymore. Just throw a mask <laughs> on. We'll figure it out from here. I will play some fill in the blank on the other side. We'll also open up the phones for Wake Up Woodbridge. The number is four one six eight seven zero ten fifty. What do you hope the Toronto Maple Leafs do today? If anything. And how have the Maple Leafs positioned themselves as far as their chances against the Tampa Bay Lightning? That's in about 17 minutes. Our number three of First Up continues. We'll tell you about the Reveal That Raptor contest as well on the other side. Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050. Saturday afternoon. Raptors. Wizards. Pre-game at 4.30. Tip-off at 5. On TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. in the blank. So we've got a picture up on the First Up Twitter account and on the TSN 1050 Instagram. A picture of myself, Aaron Korolnik, TSN Hockey Insider Darren Dreger, the O-Dog, and you, Carlo Koliakovo, and our producer Cheese asked our audience to name the boy band Wrong Answers Only. And there's some very unflattering <laughs> names for our band. One wants, one texter, Dr. Snakeskin writes... Receding hairline. I don't think we're calling our band that. Our friend Sergio is he writing in. Fun of you? No, my hair is quite lush. Oh. I, I I have a lot of uh, negative qualities, needless to say. But my hair. I mean, I'm not going to go bald anytime soon. Bad for business. A suggestion is there ketchup on that? Could be our band name. <laughs> the plugs. No scrubs. So Ooh, no scrubs. There I are like some that. good. Uh, there are some good suggestions like the there. That's a good. Uh, Good one for us to keep track of and keep them coming. TSN 1050 uh, radio on Instagram as well um, and on Twitter. So we, we're, we're covering all the social medias and Trade Center ongoing on TSN. Of course, all day coverage here on TSN 1050. And as such, we have asked our man Cheese to come up with some questions for us to fill in the blank on. And let's do it right now. Go ahead, Cheese. The current member of the Leafs most likely to be traded today. Is blank. Philip. Philip. 
No, no, it's not Philip. It's Eric. Eric, Eric Gustafson. Eric Gustafson. Yeah, I, I keep calling him. If you call him Philip on national TV today, <laughs> you cannot. You cannot do it. I would really appreciate it. Eric Gustafson, I think, is the most likely Maple Leaf to be traded. 1B is Justin Hall, but I think they like Justin Hall. Yeah. And I think he sticks around, but Eric Gustafson will play one game last night, make that terrible mistake where Blake Holman scores the goal, and keep that Leafs jersey forever. But he will probably be on his way out today. Yeah, he's part of the alumni now. He played one game. Do you get access to the alumni box for one game? For one game? Yes. Would Eric Uh, Gustafson come back in 10 years and be like, hey, I'm back. I mean, he shouldn't. No. How Uh, many games did Corrado play for the Leafs? 30? 40? Not sure. Yeah. I know he was here for, what, 150? Yeah, he just, most most of them in the press box. Yeah. Great guy, though. You'll see him on Sports or on Trade Center. The best. Very shortly. I think the answer is Eric Gustafson. She's. Me too. I was looking up how many games Corrado played. I will get back to you on that one. If the Leafs do make a trade today, the position they are most likely to acquire is blank. It's got to be depth forward. You would think so. I mean, I can't imagine they'd want to bring up any more of their Marley guys. Um, I don't think they're acquiring a goaltender. They're definitely not going to go out and get another defenseman. They have nine of them, so... If they're going to acquire a position, it's going to be a depth forward. I think it's absolutely a depth forward. Some people will say goaltender, but no, it's not happening. It's not happening. They've got Ilya Samsonov, Matt Murray apparently very close to a return. And I don't think we can discount how good Joseph Wall has been, was last night, Mm -hmm. and has been in the American Hockey League. Like, are you really telling me, like, some goaltender, some cast-off veteran goaltender is better at tending the net than Joseph Wall is at this point. I get it. The experience is a big part of it, but... And that's the thing. Hey, what like, are you really going to do? Trade assets for People say go what? get a goalie. Well, it's easier said than done. Like, before yeah. you actually come out with that claim, think about what's out there. Is there something out there that's going to be better than what you have? No, I don't think there is. If there was one guy that maybe could have been equal to what they had, it was Corpusalo. But he went to L.A. But John Gibson. Yeah, of course I'd love John Gibson. But it cost you a lot. How are you going to acquire that? You know, the Boston first round. Did rounder. you hear Al's brother? I, no, I think it was Frank, Frankie. It was Frankie. Yeah, I did. Oh, there's Frankie right on Trade Center yeah. right now. Shocker. Frankie wow. on TSN. Frankie. My goodness. Who knew? I'm sure he'll be on very shortly here Wait on TSN. Was that a replay well. from last night? Or the night before. Or the night before. Or the night before. Or the day before. Yeah, Hayes yeah. and Frankie on the Viewpoint panel. Michael Farber. Emily Kaplan. Yeah. Wow, looking forward to seeing I'm you there. another TSN book today. Love yes. it. Hayes, Hayes suit looks good right there. Yeah, you know what? He's I was a good looking about, man. I was thinking about bringing the green tie today, too. I messed that one up. You should have brought multiple selections. You could have matched Brian Hayes. Yeah. yeah. You got to watch Trade Center listen to TSN. They should be matching. You're me. looking great. You're looking great. Cheese, what's next? 41 career games for Frankie in the blue and white. That happens to be the amount of appearances he makes every single week on TSN oh, as well. Oh, bravo. Come on, Chrissy. <laughs> Give him some mic. But I'm. <laughs> All right, Chrissy. Oh, that was a little delayed. He was trying. He had his, it was he good. Had his, well done. Well he had done. his finger on the toilet button. Yeah, he did. Why. He was ready to go. <laughs> All right, Cheese, what's next? The Eastern Conference team that is most likely to upset the Bruins in the playoffs is blank. Tampa? Are we talking first round or? <laughs> any round. Any round, really. Well, in the second round, it's not really an upset. No, it would be an upset. Right? Boston would be a, a betting favorite for sure over anyone who they play. Eastern Conference, Western Conference. See, like, 
I, I think what the Leafs have done. I think the question should be which team in the first round out of these four teams. Ooh, okay, has we the can best. do that too. Because you don't know who's making it to the second round. Is there a team you would give any shot of beating the Boston Bruins? I know anything's possible. So yeah. let's look at the options Pittsburgh, Islanders, Sabres, Sens. Panthers, like none of these teams are beating Boston. There's no chance. Uh, the only thing, the only team I think has a minimal chance, minimal. Pittsburgh Oh, okay. Just because of the players they have on that team, like they've lost in Game Sevens of previous past playoffs. They have the players that have had playoff success on their team. I mean, I don't know, man. You get to a series, there's one. I mean, you remember when when the Leafs are playing the Habs? John Tavares goes out in the first first game. Like anything can happen. Anything can. And happen. I think if there's a team best suited, again, I'm giving them a very minimal chance. Fair. Pittsburgh Penguins. I would go with the Islanders personally. Pierre Engvall, game winning goal <laughs> in game. By the seven. way, did you see him? No facial hair. Yeah, that's weird. Very. You weird. forget that Lamorello operates like he's Steinbrenner with the Yankees, yeah, no but. Kidding. That is a real thing. That's Pierre a Engvall had, He like probably Pierre Engvall like, hey, where am I getting traded to, Dubis? Like, Islanders. Like you like, know me, I, I I my look is scruff. On it's my a face. great look. If I got traded the Islanders, I would immediately ask to get traded again. Yeah, and they'd be like, sorry, you're cut. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Like, I can't. I I stress enough over the season of just keeping my body healthy, focusing on playing hockey. I can't stress out about keeping my face cleanly shaved. I just can't do it. And it looks like Duffy is debuting the Trade Center GM of the Day trophy oh, this year. I don't know if that's wow. ever been used. I don't know. Who, who do you think is the did betting steal, favorite? Did he steal that diamond off of his wife's wedding ring? It could be. That's quite the diamond. It's massive right diamond. I do. It's very impressive stuff. It's like DiCaprio and Blood Diamond. I'm going right to give there. it to O Dog for his performance. Well, G- GM of the Day. I mean, I think a team like maybe Chuck Fletcher. Could be the GM of the day with the Philadelphia Flyers. They haven't made many moves yet. They're going to trade some guys away today, right? And I don't know who it'll be, how high profile they'll be. Maybe it could be, who's Anaheim's GM? I'm blanking on that. Used to be uh, Murray oh, forever. Uh, Verbeek. Oh, that's right. Patty Verbeek. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's, he's a contender. He's a contender. Cheese, uh, we have time for one more. All right, you got it. The Western Conference team that needs to make a trade today the most is blank. The Western Conference team that needs to make a trade the most. I think it has to be the Colorado Avalanche. Amen, brother. Amen. I mean, you're talking about being in a position again after everything you've been through this year to do two things. Win your division and win the Stanley Cup. And there's a massive hole Missing on that team. I know they acquired Lars Eller. I don't really think of Lars Eller as a top two center iceman. Didn't think about a second round pick for him. But if you can go out and get someone more significant than that, I know they're going to probably hope to get Landeskog back in the playoffs, but he's a winger. It's a weird one with Landeskog. Like, that must be a much more serious injury than they let on. It's amazing what going on a Stanley Cup playoff run well, can do, yeah, man. Well, it just takes everything out of you. It takes not everything out of you, man. That's why it's so impressive what Tampa's done year after year. It is. Like three it straight is. cup finals. I remember last year, they were guys on that team were taping themselves together <laughs> to play in that finals. Well, that's why you go out and get the guys like Tanner Janot who do the hitting as opposed yeah. to taking it. And So I'm going to say Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, I, I think it's Colorado, too. I think they will make a big deal. And I think I mean, on the other side, I think a team like Anaheim needs to make some trades, get rid of dudes. Yeah. And like the race for the bottom is just as intriguing as the race for the top. 
I mean, the race, for the, Bedard. The, the race for the top's over. Boston's yeah. won the President's Trophy by you have Anaheim, you have Chicago, you have Columbus, you have San Jose, who hasn't won in forever, by the way. San Jose, my boy Eric Carlson. Got a point last he night. He did get a point, but he's going to need to keep racking him up if he wants to get to 100. Uh, San Jose's terrible. So Can I think you imagine if Bedard ends up there? In San Jose? Like, that's not a bad spot. It is, like, I, we'll I, I, would see hate, I would hate for him to end up there because you'd never get to watch him unless they, they go on the road. But you're playing alongside Couture, Hurdle, and Eric Carlson on the back end. I mean, they could probably make a big splash, too, in, the, in free agency if they get him because that'll be a place where maybe some forwards would want to go. Maybe. So it's a good place. You go play in San Jose. It could be think of Shark worst place. Tank, one sleep. of my favorite places to play on the road. You look at my career numbers there. My best. Melon Arena, best. not the best though. No. Not the best. Uh, Anthony know. Lawrence, by the way, back to our picture with Dreger and the O Dog. Unsynced. <laughs> That's well done. That, that's going to be tough to be. Nice. Into you is another one. The tire kickers, tire the zambonis, Mike bike and the kickstands. The buffet butchers. All right, Chris. That's very mean. That's very mean. Odog looks like he's got that like serial killer stance. Odog's the man. Love Odog. Like if you look at his stance, it's like serial killer look. Yes, it is. I don't know why. I mean, he's been watching you season four, which is terrible, by the way. You like yeah, it's you not a good like show. the letter Y O U Y O U. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay. Season one was great, but you're watching. The you're saying it's terrible, but you're, you're on season four of it. Yeah, it's true. Can't be that bad. No, it's bad, actually. It's really bad. Don't watch so it, people. Are you Don't watching? watch it. Dude, I got a lot of free time here. Golf hasn't started yet. Come on, people. By the way, what's up with this snowstorm tonight? Apparently, not as bad as it looked. Maybe we're talking like 8 centimeters today as opposed to the 20. So, at least a positive on that front. John Scott, Bryce Salvador in the fourth of hour of the program. And let's open up the phone lines, Chrissy. 416-870-1050. What do you want the Leafs to do today? And what are you hoping to see around the National Hockey League? We'll ask the audience next.